How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-811-7913. 800-811-7913. That's 800-811-7913. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! Let's get it on. We will. Mike Sempervivi here with you for the next hour, talking professional wrestling and mixed martial arts. Don't worry about that echo you heard in the background. That that doesn't really exist. (laughs) But... Even though we make mistakes here sometimes audio-wise, we are here with you every single day on the Sports Pipeline Broadcasting Network. And however you're joining me today, tune in iHeart American Forces Radio over the area affiliates like the Mightier 1090 Sirius XM 156 podcast streaming video on Twitch or on YouTube. I'd just like to say thank you for spending a little bit of time with me today. Once again, as you already know, Brian Alvarez out on the ocean with Oreo and his family, enjoying some time away from all of this nonsense that's got to do with professional wrestling. And as a result, for all of you ASMR kids out there, I get to bring back this for you. You ready? Quiet down. There you go. Now you can get excited. You can also get excited over the fact that one more time, joining me today as the co-host on this program, your New Japan Strong Openweight Champion, Filthy Tom Lawler is going to be here. You can find him on Twitter at Filthy Tom Lawler. You can find me at Sempervivi. And you can find this show at WONF4W, the broadcaster at Sports Byline USA. And we're going to have plenty to get into today. Raw was last night. Now, I don't know if Filthy has been reviewing old Brian Alvarez shows on Tuesdays of this show to, to try to gather up the same type of of energy that Brian has to to study his technique when he goes deep in and and bitches and moans and and, and cuts these big rants on Raw. Hopefully he has, because I don't have that sort of thing. It actually really wasn't all that bad of a show last night. The worst thing I can say about that show was it was three hours long, but there were some good moments to it. There were some very questionable and confusing moments as well, sometimes in the very same segment, but We'll get all into that. Plenty of other things taking place as well, too, across the, the wrestling landscape that we're going to get into. The road to New Japan and the Tokyo Dome is well on its way, and we're going to get into that, too, as well as many other things, possibly your phone calls. I would tend to doubt it, but maybe. If so, we'll open those up for you. I'll give you that, and we'll be back. Wrestling Observer Live.
You need an accurate thermometer to check for fever, a potential sign of flu or COVID. Be vigilant and contact your medical provider at the first sign of fever. Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer has been proven accurate in more than 100 clinical studies. Exergen Temporal Scanners are available at Walmart and other fine retailers. Learn more at exergen.com. That's E-X-E-R-G-E-N.com. Exergen is changing the way the world takes temperature. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845-800-760-1845-800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at Low Cost Airlines. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Take the spa experience home with Alico's Luxury Sauna Line. Choose from a unique variety of indoor or outdoor saunas that come in multiple shapes, sizes, and wood types, handcrafted from the highest quality materials. View our full selection at alico.com to find the perfect match for your lifestyle. That's A-L-E-K-O.com. 10% off plus free shipping on any item. Use code RADIO10 at checkout. Alico.com. Monthly financing available. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back on the show, Wrestling Observer Live, Mike Sempervivi here with you, sitting in the big boy hosting chair for Brian Alvarez this week. Filling in my spot, somebody who can do that far better than I can, Filthy Tom Lawler once again back on the show today. Filthy, what's going on? Thanks for the introduction, Mike. You can blame that very early audio mishap on myself, your co-host. But although you're not going to do that because we, unlike your usual co-host, you and I get along. Uh, but you can blame that on me as I am not used to these terrestrial airwaves, I should say. I'm more used to the extraterrestrial side of the radio airwaves on Figure Four Daily. But thank you once again. 
I am here on Wrestling Observer Live, the flagship, the mothership of the Empire. Absolutely. You know, I, we're going to get into Raw last night. I do have a, a drop from from yesterday's show that we may be playing uh, a little bit later on. Uh, it was from, uh, from Raw, and it was, uh, believe it or not, Maurice talking about her husband and how obnoxious he is. And I tell you what, I don't know if we'll play it or not, but there were... It sounded very familiar. It kind of sounded like what it was like, what it is like doing a show with Brian Alvarez. So it's maybe maybe we'll go ahead and play that. But we do have Raw to get into. But before we do that, there are some other things taking place inside the world of wrestling. Not the least of which is New Japan, who at home in Japan, they are readying themselves for Three days of the Russell Kingdom experience, two at the Tokyo Dome, one facing off against Noah. But, but uh, Tom, they did actually announce yesterday that Sunday, March 20th, St. Petersburg, Florida, the greater Tampa area, tickets are going to go on sale January 3rd for New Japan Strong Style Evolved. No talent has been announced on the show yet, but... Going back to Florida, eh? When's the last time you were there stomping around? I haven't been there in a few years. Actually, the last time I was there was without to kill kayfabe too much. It was Filthy Island, actually. Uh, so whenever that was, a year or two ago. Um, there has been no talent announced, but it's what? Fighting... What is it? Fighting spirit, evol strong style, evolved. But yes, they keep is. mentioning someone being unchained, fighting spirit unchained. Which the only unchained man I can think of is Makabe, mm. the unchained gorilla, who mm. has not been over here in a long time. But I don't know if there that's a reference to something. I don't know if maybe are the chains going to be off that gigantic beast Jonah by then. Who knows what what it's a reference to? And uh, Strong has already been announced to be returning to the Vermont Hollywood in L.A. in February as well, too, for a, a strong taping, New Japan Strong Rivals. That's going to take place on Thursday, February 17th. Uh, you, obviously, as champion of the entire darn thing and the greatest man they have going there, is going to be on that show. The man you just vanquished, Fred Rosser, also there, Jay White, Juice Robinson, David Finley, as well as others, but we've seen Tomohiro Shii come over. Obviously, Shibata has been over here doing what he does. We've had Minoru Suzuki come over on excursions. We have had a handful of guys come over. You brought up Makabe's name, and obviously for men of our age, people that have been watching New Japan for a, a few generations now of young talent that has gone through there, Makabe, we have watched basically come up as a, a skinny guy named Shinya and then develop into what became the IWGP heavyweight champion. And he certainly has got a following and a style. And uh, he's a guy that a lot of American fans really appreciate. He was one of the big guys coming up with, you know, Tanahashi and Nakamura and guys at that time. You know, Shinya Makabe, Togi Makabe was always right there. Have you ever had any, you know, what have your interactions, if you've had any, been with him? And who would you like to see come over here? You know, not only Makabe, but some other names that you may want to see come over here that you'd like to roll around with and learn something from. 
I've had zero interaction with Makabe aside from watching him dump people on their heads with spider German suplexes and then King Kong knee drops. Uh, but that's a guy that I would like to see come over here. I think uh, that's somebody who the American fans would appreciate as uh, having some sort of legendary status. He's, he's a former IWGP heavyweight champion. Uh, I myself would love to wrestle Zack Sabre Jr., obviously. And now that Shibata is back in the ring, seemingly, uh, that is undoubtedly somebody that I would like to get my hands on. Uh, I would have liked to fight Shibata back in his dream days. Uh, Big Mouth so Loud days? Kind of, kind of his mixed martial arts days. Uh. So this is kind of a a fight 15 years in the making, the way I look at it. Did you uh, ever, did you care that, remember that, because look, there for a lot of people really... They don't understand, you know, Chono and Hashimoto and, and Muda, you know, people think about those guys together, but a lot of American fans really don't understand, like, how big Hashimoto was in relation to Chono and Muda in Japan. And when it comes to Katsuyori Shibata, he was one of the three musketeers alongside Nakamura and Tanahashi, but because of the landscape of Japanese wrestling, because of what Shibata wanted to do, both shoot style and you know, it fights, you know, real actual MMA fights, you know, he obviously left the nest and decided to go with was Uai Station and, and try to do Big Math Loud and try to do some other things. What did you think about Shibata then, obviously being involved in mixed martial arts, being involved in wrestling and, and starting your fight career? Were you able to keep track of him then? And were promotions like that something that were on your radar, you know, other or was it just pretty much rings and things like that? And you didn't worry about those other groups. Well, I mean, by then rings had kind of fallen, you know, largely by the wayside. Most of the good talent that rings had like Fedor and Minotauro, who they had kind of developed through the King of Kings tournaments, had moved on to pride. Um, but, yeah, I was well aware of what was going on in New Japan at the time. Uh, I was well aware of what was looked to be a huge future, a huge push for Shibata. And then, you know, the kind of the turn that his career took, um, to me, I looked at it at that time as a huge risk, obviously. You know, uh, his status um, and, it, you know, his father's status in New Japan previously kind of helped elevate him you know, right off the bat to a certain, a certain, uh, level. And that kind of carried on into MMA. Cause he had some big fights right off the bat. If I remember correctly, who did he knock out? Uh, Yamamoto very yeah, quickly. Fumi Yamamoto may have been. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, he was given, you know, some good opportunities right off the bat. And, um, you know, I think that both new Japan at the time and, you know, later on dream, uh, tried really, you know, kind of to give him these opportunities. And um, it's interesting the way, obviously, that it ended up turning out. And this story is far, far from done, seemingly. You know, everybody thought that this 
book was closed and instead it's just a chapter that ended and now Shibata is back. So uh, he's overcome, I guess, adversity in a lot of ways uh, throughout his career. And I don't think this is going to be any different. You know, a, a lot of fans looked at him. He, he's a different style and coming back to kind of what New Japan had done. Uh, he had to earn his way back into their good graces, and he's definitely done that. He has, and I want you to ponder something as we go to break. How do you bring Shibata back? What should his match be? Should there be any limitations? Who should he face? That's what I want to know from Filthy Tom Lawler when we get back on this edition of Wrestling Observer Live. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down, 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. Here's a simple solution for you. If you have back pain, knee pain, or any other pain in your body, it's as simple as drinking a glass of water every day. Your body is over 60% water, and drinking the best water you can get is crucial for your health. Echo Antioxidant Water, developed by Synergy Science, is the best water you can drink, and it's only available through this special radio offer. Over 1,000 research studies have shown that the powerful antioxidant used in Echo Antioxidant Water can reduce inflammation, improve brain function, help you sleep better, and boost gut health. With just two glasses a day, you can experience these benefits right from the comfort of your home. Some people have even replaced their morning coffee jolt with Echo Antioxidant Water. Call now and learn which Echo product by Synergy Science is right for you. We offer free shipping and a full 30-day money-back guarantee. Change your health by simply changing your water. 800-944-1789-800-944-1789-800-944-1789-800-944-1789. That's 800-944-1789. If you're taking a calcium supplement, it's probably not doing what you think it is. That's because you still lose bone density with traditional calcium supplements. That's where calcium from algae comes in. Algae Cal Plus doesn't just stop bone loss. It's the only supplement ever shown to increase bone density in clinical studies. That's right. Algae Cal Plus increases bone density, even if you're in your 80s. That's because your bones need more than just calcium and vitamin D to stay strong. There are actually 13 minerals and 3 vitamins needed to build healthy new bone. And Algae Cal Plus contains all of them. And it's proudly made in the U.S. USA. Your calcium doesn't increase bone density. Algae Cal Plus does. Talk to one of our bone health consultants today and see how Algae Cal Plus can start increasing your bone density. Call now. 800-437-8217. 800-437-8217. 
800-437-8217. That's 800-437-8217. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Well, back to the show. Mike Sempervivi here with you. Filthy Tom Lawler. Completely professional radio here today. Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Wrestling Observer Live. Tom, I put you in a an enviable position before the break. Having you call out what match Shibata Sun should be in. Should there be differing rules like he had against Zack Sabre Jr. just grappling only? He says his head is ready. What do you do if it was up to you? And it can't be you, because I know that's who you would take. If it was up to you, what do you do with, with a Ketsuyori Shibata? Or or do you even try to do anything with Shibata or just let him go out there and do what he wants? Well, I don't really have much inside information, despite being the reigning, defending New Japan Strong openweight champion of the world. Six defenses. Uh, but including the title win, which over Brody King, so like seven wins in title matches. But who's counting? Uh, it appears to me that on the first night when Shibata is stepping back into the ring, Suzuki does not have a matchup, so it has been theorized that it will be Minoru Suzuki against Shibata, which who in their right mind would turn that down? But I actually would go in a different direction. And I would pick someone a little bit closer to home, I guess I would say. Uh, someone who has assumed the form of Shibata in many ways. And I would have Ren Narita step in against Katsuyori Shibata. As it is kind of clear if you follow New Japan that he is set up to be the at least spiritual successor of Shibata in many ways. Sounds like a great idea. <laughs> Sounds like a fantastic idea. Now, again, you're not uh, in, in a position to kind of. <laughs> is there any? Actually, you know what? Yes, I will press you. What is there? Are there any tidbits that you can give people as far as Shibata goes? Because he has talked about the fact that, you know what? My head has, you know, my skull healed. It is stronger than ever. Yes, there are concerns about me taking punches. That's why I was not in there with Zack Sabre Jr. doing that. But from what you have seen of Shibata, as hard as he works, I mean, does it look like there's any limitations to him at all? And obviously we can't see inside of his head. We're not neurologists or any of that sort of thing. But when you see him training, is there any pause? Is there any thought that this person is not, you know, turning back time and is just the super athlete that he always was? I mean, you have to take what I'm going to say with, uh, you know, a grain of salt because I've been in, around Shibata on and off, you know, at shows and stuff for a few years now. And I did have the fortune of going to the dojo, but it's not as if I'm there all the time. Uh, I, you know, when I was there and everybody was training, he was in the ring training. He was doing everything that the other wrestlers were doing. He went through the training session. Then he lifted weights afterwards, just as hard as everybody else was. And when you see the guy, he's in phenomenal shape. He's in, you know, just as good a shape as any of the other guys 
that are in that dojo. So I don't think that he's going to show much in the way of slowing down or signs of slowing down. I think it's going to be uh, similar to what we kind of saw against Zack Sabre Jr. Perhaps his style is a little bit more tailored to grappling and a little bit less based upon very hard strikes, but I can't say that with any sort of certainty. I mean, <laughs> if you've watched him <laughs> on his career, I don't think he could say that with any sort of certainty. So um, it'll be it'll be wild to see, but I'm looking forward to, you know, either just being an innocent bystander and watching him come back and uh, apply his craft, or if I have the opportunity to get in there and fight him, like I said, obviously I'd love to. Did you ever think that for a guy that did like rings, for a guy that did like amateur wrestling, for a guy that loves mat work, appreciates that, understands these transitions, understands all of that sort of stuff and loves this, did you ever think that we would see in America kind of where we're at right now in the landscape? Because I know I didn't when it came to guys like Lee Moriarty, Jonathan Gresham, Fred Yehi, uh, you know, Josh Alexander, men like this that for so long, you know, I never thought would really truly get their due. They seem to be getting their due now. And it's because of men like you. It's because of promotions like New Japan Strong. It's because of just seemingly a, I don't know what it is. I never thought that, that this would make it to the level where we're at. where like legitimate, real pro wrestling that makes sense and is still entertaining you know, is at the forefront and it's, it's almost amazing. And I take a, a big L on that because I never thought that we would be able to to talk about it and appreciate it in the way that we are. Did you ever have any of those concerns? Did you ever care about any of that sort of stuff? Or did you just always know you were going to do your thing and the rest of the world was going to catch up? I think that we can give a lot of the credit to the rise of mixed martial arts. I mean, it's very, <laughs> very simple. The well, because remember, Mish Martial it. Arts was going to kill everything. That's what everybody, you know, everybody yeah, every but, interview would start with. Well, if, if, if MMA was around when you started, what would you be doing? I mean, it Mike, seemed like everything was starting like that for a think while. Think about little simple things like the strikes that we see now in American wrestling compared to the strikes that we saw before the rise of Mixed Martial Arts. Think about the inventing, inventing, I don't know if that's even the correct term, but the invention of tapping out. What was it before? You cry uncle. You'd be screaming. Guys would be beating the mat repeatedly. And that just that simple, you know, change in the rule set added a whole new dynamic to it and made it more of a, you know, really more of a sporting uh, contest, but it allows people to work differently when they're in submission holes as opposed to before. And it added a, a level of drama that wasn't there before. Um, I myself loved, loved, loved the WCW Cruiserweight division. You wouldn't know it if you watched me wrestle, but I absolutely loved it because it was something different. And you know who my favorite guy was in that Cruiserweight division when I first saw it, Mike? It was Dean Malenko. Malenko, yes. Because he, not only was he doing something in not only just by being in the cruiserweight division was he doing something different, but he was doing something different than all of the other cruiserweights were doing. And he was doing mat wrestling and he was doing submissions and it, it, they were dynamic. They were, you know, similar to moves that the heavyweights were doing, but you know, 
they were just he was just that much better than everybody else. He was just that much more fluid. And wrestlers like that, um, you know, I think that's kind of timeless. Bret Hart, right? Look at the quote that Bret Hart just had. He said, guys don't wrestle like Hulk Hogan anymore. They wrestle like Bret Hart. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Absolutely right. And, you know, we're seeing more and more promotions pop up. I just saw the deal with Jonathan Gresham and, uh, you know, starting up his promotion, uh, uh, Terminus, you know, mm. with, with Baron Black. And now it's going to be Lethal and Moriarty. It's like that's going to debut their first show that's going to be taking place in Atlanta in, in January. And also announced for that show, you know, we've got, uh, you know, Jer- uh, Kira Hogan is going to face Jordan Grace. But, you know, they've already announced uh, Alex Coughlin's going to be there. Daniel Garcia is going to be there. Freddie Ahai is going to be there. Tracy Williams is going to be here. Here's another guy that, that obviously fits into that as well, too. And like you, for me, Dean Malenko, he was a, you know, a, a, a huge revelation for me. You know, you saw the name, but I didn't have access to all Japan tapes. I didn't see small indies where Joe and Dean Malenko were on. So to see Dean Malenko, the first time you saw him, at least for me, doing what he was doing in the ring and being able to work with everybody, whether it was Ultimo Dragon, where it was Hooventude, whether it was Benoit or Jericho or whoever, he was great. And the crazy part is it may kind of sound like a joke, but Adam and uh, Summers and I talk about this when it comes up on the Big Audio Nightmare. It's like, Dean Malenko was over. Like, Dean Malenko got over with that WCW crowd by being a wrestler and by being who he was. And yes, he was a great foil for these high-flying characters and some of these cool personalities like the Jerichos and the Mysterios. You know, he was a perfect foil for those type of guys. But he was outstanding and got over because of his work. And I don't think people really give him enough credit for that at a time where, I mean, it was really difficult in the land of the Giants and in a land where on both sides of the ledger, you had that going on, you had ECW. It was very hard to stand out. Did it Dean Malenko win the PWI 500 in 97, and people, spot, yeah. right? yes. and people thought I it mean, was crazy, but it's like he's the best wrestler, period. Yeah, and, and I think that, I mean, if you watch him, you could transport him into today's wrestling, and he wouldn't skip a beat at all. Uh, and, and, you know, to go back to your earlier question, I just kind of always thought that that's what wrestling should be like, and it's, you know, refreshing to kind of see professional wrestling where people are trying to win a sporting contest coming back to the forefront. You think professional wrestling should be more about that or more about attacking people with several camera angles when you break into their dojo? <laughs> and having doppelgangers. Hey, I'm all about Red Narita being the Shibata doppelganger. Uh, so perhaps I, sh- I should be careful what I wish for because you're referencing Becky Lynch having a fake Becky Lynch waiting, expecting Liv Morgan to unexpectedly attack her. At yeah, the dojo. Folks, Unbelievable. We we made it about 35 minutes, but it's time. We're going to have to get into this Raw show, which, look, that was a great example of a segment where there were some really high highs and some unfortunate lows and something they got to work out here. But we'll get into all of that sort of stuff as well as some other news as well when we get back from break. Filthy Tom Lawler, Mike Sempervivi, Wrestling Observer Live. Check out 
Are you one of those people who thinks it's okay to drive stone? I mean, what's the worst that can happen? You end up driving below the speed limit? It's no big deal, right? Wrong. The truth is, your reaction times slow way down when you're high. You not only put yourself in danger, but everyone around you. Talk about a buzzkill. Stop kidding yourself. It's not okay to drive high. If you've been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high, get a DUI. Paid for by NHTSA. Hello? You there in the car. Listen, if I was a cop, I'd pull you over and ask to see your insurance. Woo, I bet that would scare the heck out of you. <laughs> but seriously, I still want you to get your insurance papers out. Whoa, that's ridiculous. Look, we all have cars. That means insurance. But newsflash, you don't have to pay a fortune for it. What smart people all over the United States are doing is saving hundreds of dollars hauling AIS insurance. Some of you could be saving up to $600 a year. Maybe with an extra $600, you can get your car washed at least once a month. I mean, come on, look at it. Look, my job is to help you save money on your car insurance. So pick up the phone, call AIS Insurance right now, and get your car washed, please. 800-756-3744. 800-756-3744. 800-756-3744. That's 800-756-3744. Do you need to sell your home? If you've sold a home before, you remember how stressful and expensive it was. Sold.com is here to help you sell your home for the most money and with the least amount of stress. There are new ways to sell your home that you've never heard of before. Did you know there are companies who will offer you cash for your home? Did you know you could trade in your home for a new one? Did you know there are realtors who will sell your home for a flat fee instead of an expensive commission? It's true. Sold.com services are free. So if you're looking to sell, make this free phone call right now and learn how your next home sale can be faster and easier than you ever thought possible. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 800-449-1759-800-449-1759-800-449-1759. Again, that's 800-449-1759. At Alico.com, we are the number one automated driveway gate brand in the USA. Each gate is meticulously handcrafted from powder-coated galvanized steel. They are resistant to chipping, scratching, and fading, and come with an unheard of 10-year warranty, making them beautiful for years to come. We offer a wide variety of styles and sizes to choose from. See our full selection at alico.com. That's A-L-E-K-O.com. 10% off plus free shipping on any item. Use code RADIO10 at checkout. Alico.com. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back on the show, Mike Sempervivi, Filthy Tom Lawler, Wrestling Observer Live. Sensors getting nervous right there. West Side Gun to begin things here. We actually have two producers right now in the studio. There's actually four because Jared's doing the video, and Tony is making sure that Jared is, is not going to let anything out over the air that's going to make Brian angry. And then in the studio, we have both uh, both Brian and, uh, and uh, Dom in there. So just in case, anything. Daniel, <laughs> th- what did I say? Brian, 
I think producer Rob is probably just at Brian's house. Anyway, he's just hanging out outside waiting for Brian to let him back in. Daniel, I apologize, but you know, if you've heard this show and you surely been paying attention to it eh, there's really no excuse for me so hey monday night raw was last night no excuse for this either of why we have waited this long to talk about other than i just didn't really want to talk about it for the whole show but at least to be the uh main chair on a raw review it could have been a lot worse for me i did not think this was a bad show i think honestly the worst thing you can say about this show was it was three hours long, and if it was two hours long, it would have been a hell of a lot tighter. But I did like some of the stories that they were telling uh, throughout the thing. Although, in the land of WWE, whether you are babyface partners with each other or whether you are heels, you are not going to like the person you are standing next to or traveling with or anything else, as we have seen some seeds of discontent uh now get dropped between bobby lashley and mvp so we can add them to the pile of of people who don't trust each other inside wwe but i guess as that's taking place filthy uh kevin owens and seth rollins are starting to fortify their relationship a little bit more as they all lead into going into day one to face off for biggie's world heavyweight championship and that's how this show started and that's how it ended Yes, Mike, against all odds, it appears that Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins can indeed coexist. As you mentioned, they fortified their relationship uh, despite losing in the main event in kind of embarrassing fashion. Bobby Lashley just, he was teaming with Big E, but he basically beat up both of the guys. He he ran through Big E uh, with a spear. He then ran through Kevin Owens with a spear and won the match essentially single-handedly but afterwards Seth Rollins and Big E or I'm sorry Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens uh, were able to lay out both Big E and Lashley with the steel steps Uh, you mentioned earlier seeds of discontent between Bobby Lashley and MVP and that was what opened up the show and led to the main event which I just mentioned um, and was, you know, kind of alluded to throughout the show as Lashley threw MVP to the Wolves in the opening segment, or you know, Big E. Yeah, that was that was a, a interesting way that the show opened because Lashley and MVP come out, and obviously they are back together now that MVP is was coming off of injury. They put him back together again, and. MVP was out there. He was basically overselling Bobby's accomplishments of facing off against everybody last week compared facing Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, and Big E to running and winning the Boston Marathon, scoring a triple-double in the NBA Finals, and then going five rounds with Francis Ngannou and then knocking him out. What, in the in the post-fight press conference? <laughs> like, how does that work exactly? But Well, he, uh, if it were a draw... I believe that the, they could then go to the extra round, <laughs> as if they, as if they're in the. Uh, is that how it worked in the, uh, the? Wasn't that Ultimate Fighter? That's how that one worked. Would you know anything about that show and how that works? Well, that's how it worked in the elimination fight between Demetrius Johnson and Ian McCall, like ten years ago for the flyweight title when they had a draw and were supposed to go to the extra round, and the judges screwed up on the adding the scorecards, and instead gave the decision to mighty mouse on the spot and they had to go back and declare it a draw 
So. It is amazing how many times that has happened in boxing and mixed martial arts over the years and how nobody gets strung up or beaten or sued or anything for that. It's just amazing, but that's a different story for a different day. But Big E, of course, at that point comes out, says, hats off and cheese curds to you. I'm still, I mean, it's Milwaukee. I mean, I know it's a lot of cheese and everything, but like Wisconsin, wouldn't that be kind of where you'd want to use that joke? Maybe he was just really hungry for Putain. I don't know what exactly it was, but Big E called MVP Iceberg Slim, tried to dog him for hitting him in the knee uh, with the cane last week, and Lashley grabbed the mic and said, well, you know, he he did hit you with the cane, but I, I didn't need him to do that. And in fact... You know, I don't need him at all. I can beat you myself, and and MVP can beat you too because that's what he said. So, P, why don't you get in there with your cane, and why don't you face off against Bobby Lashley? And as he does that, or uh, face off against Big E, as Lashley says that, he leaves the ring. He backs up. The camera's at his back. MVP's got the cane. He's feeling good about himself. And then probably the highlight comedy point of the night for me is when Seth Rollins in a like yellow and brown plaid suit out of nowhere screen right comes diving out and jumps on Bobby Lashley's back with Kevin Owens right behind him. They start beating him down. Uh, Big E comes out to try to help. He gets into it with everybody too. Everybody starts fighting. Lashley and Big E send the other two packing. That's how the segment closes. And ultimately, that's what sets up the tag match main event. From there, we got a Bianca promo before her match against Dewdrop. She's the EST, and she's going to end this thing between the two of them. So that took place. Back from a break. Owens and Rollins, they are getting back. Yes. You know what was left off of the Hulu version that I watched? What's that? Bianca and Dewdrop. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Out of all the things. Because I did see that finish. I, I should have thought about that. I saw the finish, which was hot. And I would have loved to see the rest of the match because the crowd was up on their feet going crazy yeah. wow. for the KOD. <laughs> that was the hot. I mean, uh, so, okay. So after she cuts that promo Owens and Rollins are arguing backstage. This is when Adam Pierce and Sonny hear him, and they say, we're going to make the biggest tag match in Raw history. All the people that have been on Raw, but this, this is going to be one of the biggest matches in history. So they make the match for later on. Owens and Rollins aren't happy about that, but then we go to the ring for that Bianca Belair dewdrop match, which went about 12 minutes. It went through a commercial break, and... <laughs> Those two are not Bailey and Sasha together, but they work really well with each other and can accent each other really, really well. And the spot that I thought everybody had seen that they would want to show off was Dewdrop had missed a splash off the second rope, and then Bianca picked her up, hoisted her up on her shoulders, walked her into the middle of the ring, and delivered the KOD. And as soon as she started getting her up on her shoulders and started to move, the fans started getting their feet. They started to pop. This was not just the overlay of audio that WWE will put over something, the, the track of the fans cheering. You can actually see fans getting up, throwing their hands in the air, and cheering as she hits this KOD. Crazy impressive finish that everybody was into, and they got the pin. I cannot believe, actually, they left that off. That's insane. Yeah, I mean, it could have been user error on my part, but I don't remember seeing it as <laughs> see, I watched see, it. I, I did you remember double, seeing if you Austin accidentally Theory. accidentally hit fast forward, go back. So. <laughs> I did remember seeing Austin Theory, you know, theorize 
that Vince McMahon's love of him is because of all these great selfies that he's taken so far. He, yeah, he he was in there next against Finn Balor, and this was another one that went through one of the uh, the commercial breaks, and ultimately Theory hit a. I'll say this: he hit a really sweet uh, seated springboard Spanish fly on Finn Balor, uh, and then <laughs> tried to take a selfie uh, as he pinned him, which led to a reversal and a two count for Balor. Balor then reversed to TKO, hit a shotgun dropkick, and then to coup de gras for the victory in about nine minutes. And even though Finn Balor got his shine, got to celebrate at the end, it was very much uh, noted that Austin Theory had screwed up again. And there's a point a little bit later on where he's about to go into Vince McMahon's office but he's disappointed, and he he decides he's not going to do that. So that's where we get that. Then we get a we get a, a video package uh, from Ms. TV last week where Ms. thanked Omos uh, for we see that, and then we see Ms. thanking Omos for talking to him. AJ Omos. Styles, Omos, AJ Styles walks up and and uh, he's very excited about his future with Omas, but uh, Omas still seems to be acting a little bit shady towards AJ. Uh, Miz is just happy because he wants something that's going to be better than his wife uh, on the cutting edge. So, long story short, Miz got in a dig against Urban Meyer, but AJ was praising Omos. Miz basically cuts Omos's promo for him, or Omas's promo for him, that he can't cut, basically saying that, you know, AJ is, is kind of in his way, and he's, he's holding him back, and he's, he's holding him down. And when Styles went to question Omos, for some reason, the Mysterio's music hits, and they come out. Why? If these two guys who you're about to have a match with are about to kill each other, why did you decide to come out then? And if you did, why didn't you just come out with some popcorn as if you were the Street Profits to, to see what happened? Didn't really get that there, Tom. Well... I will give the Mysterios a benefit of the doubt because perhaps if they had waited for Omas, who you almost said Omas, but you said Omos. <laughs> if they had waited for Omas to beat up AJ, perhaps they wouldn't have had a match in the first place. So they at least waited until Omas was almost at his wit's end to then come out, which led to them picking up the win when AJ almost tagged in Omas, but Omas refused the tag. And he was AJ was rolled up by Rey Mysterio. And then Omas laid out AJ Styles after the match and said the next time he sees him it'll be in a match which i mike i seriously can wait for that because i do not want to see aj styles lose to omas and i have a feeling that's exactly where this is headed hey you won't be waiting very long brother man it's gonna be next week and one thing they noted during this match was aj styles is getting played out online by grayson waller of nxt 2.0 and aj is going to show up there tonight to face off against grayson waller i have a feeling that omas is going to be there too and maybe styles and omas can can work on some things uh before their match coming up next week as you noted omas walked away from him threw down the microphone on him, called him a trash ass, and and that was that. He was out of there. We at least got one great 
still shot of his face. Uh, also, as we're, we're getting close on time here, too, Randy Orton defeated Chad Gable, went about three minutes. Otis went after Randy Orton, somehow evaded three Orton RKOs. How did that happen? It's because he's got no neck, which bled to the line, no neck, no wreck. So if you're going to see a new T-shirt from Gable and Otis, it's probably going to look like that. One of the key things that happened here, too, is MVP questioned Lashley in the locker room about, you know, hey, man, were you going to help me out, you know, in that deal with Lashley, we, me and the cane and everything, and Lashley blew him off. And that was notable, and that's going to be a storyline that's going to continue on as we keep going uh, with this feud. Damian Priest counted out against Dolph Ziggler, beat up Bobby Roode on the floor. That sets up Damian Priest and Dolph Ziggler next week as well, too. Veer Mahan is still coming to Raw. Rhea Ripley with a quick win over Queen Zelina. And then we, we get back in the short little segment, we will get Tom's thoughts on Liv Morgan and Becky Lynch. And all how all that went down. We'll be back, Wrestling Observer Live. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-215-6812. 800-215-6812. That's 800-215-6812. Here's an important COVID-19 school system update for your local area. If you're concerned about your child's education, please pay close attention to this message. The current school systems were not set up for at-home learning. If you're worried that your child may not be getting the grades they need to get ahead, may be losing self-confidence, or you're worried about them getting into a good college because of their grades, help is available to you. Call Grade Potential Tutoring. They can help with in-home or online tutoring and help your child with any subject and every grade level, even for test prep. They're experts in the home tutoring and online tutoring field and confident they can help you and your child get better grades today. Call now for your free consultation. 800 That's 800-693-8290. Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedars-Sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California. Dedicated to your health, your life, and your sports. As a weekend warrior, you know about sports injuries and pain. Exercise is an important element in keeping your body's core in good shape to minimize sports injuries. But when you are in pain, there is one product that I recommend to my patients, and that is Blue Goo Gel. Blue Goo consists of a proprietary formula developed specifically for the treatment of inflammation and general muscle aches and strains. I recommend Blue Goo for my patients coping with hip and knee pain before surgery, especially bursitis and tendonitis. Give Blue 
Lugu a try. Call 1-888-330-0123 and you'll receive a one-week supply of Blue Goo absolutely free. The makers of Blue Goo are even paying the shipping. The number again is 1-888-330-0123. If you want more information on Blue Goo, visit online at www.dothegoo.com. Now available at select big five stores near you. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Well, announcer voice sounded good over that beat there. So look, Liv Morgan, everybody has seen this thing by now. Liv Morgan went to the Black and Brave Academy, uh, supposedly thought uh, she was attacking Becky Lynch, but apparently it was a doppelganger. This was one of those things where Tom... Great concept. I like what they did. I like doing something like that out of the ordinary, but they had to make it to WWE where they had multiple camera angles and things that didn't make any sense, and I thought they got too cute with it. And they're letting Liv Morgan talk way too much with too much verbiage written out for her. What'd you think about that? What do you think about her and Becky Lynch? Well, I thought after viewing this segment that everyone else in this promotion is playing checkers and these two these two are playing chess at the level of kasparov and deep blue (laughs) becky lynch set Liv morgan up to attack her unexpectedly and had a doppelganger in the ring waiting and then Liv morgan like magically appears inside the ring and none of the trainees saw her or stopped her this was just too much for me uh, I like you said. I like stuff that's outside the box. But hey, it's Christmas season. Maybe this one should go back in the box underneath the tree. Hey, it, I like watching both of them in the ring. I think Becky Lynch is an awesome promo, one of the best promos in wrestling. But this just didn't do it for me. It 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 was too cute. I, I still like it because I like who invo- who's involved. I think Liv Morgan can be a star. I think she's somebody people can really get behind. But the problem is, stop with the long promo. Stop giving her so much. Give her what she can do. Let her be a little more on her own and let Becky take care of the rest of it because she can certainly carry the rest of that load. And thank God I had some handles on my back today for filthy Tom Lawler to carry my ass, Tom. You done for this week or what, man? Mike, we'll see. I'm just going to let everybody know. Liv Morgan, Becky Lynch, believe in yourself. You Talk too, to you Mike. again, everybody, after a while.